How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. It's easy to set boundaries when it involves a stranger online, but when it's with someone you know and even love in real life, that's when it gets really hard. If you're like me and you have a lot of questions about these types of boundaries, boundaries with loved ones, today is all about getting answers. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. If you like this podcast, then you'll love my new course on habit formation outside of perfectionism called the Sticky Habit Method. It's real habits for real women. You can enroll by going to aboutprogress.com slash sticky habit method. Boundaries might seem like a great buzzword these days, but it's for a good reason. We really do need them. As women, though, we seem to have a difficult time setting boundaries especially when it comes with the people that matter most to us. It gets confusing, and it's nuanced, and it's never straightforward. Our community has been begging me to cover this topic over and over, and while I think there are certain areas in my life where I have good boundaries, I have to admit to you, my friends, that I also struggle with this topic. So I I find myself feeling really conflicted when it comes to setting boundaries with my loved ones. I wonder, when are my lines in the sand too much or not enough? How can I have boundaries and not be a mean person? And my biggest question is this, do the recipients of my boundaries need to know that I've set them? Instead of me floundering with this tricky topic, I brought on the best expert I know to cover it, Dr. Julie Hanks. Julie is a licensed therapist, coach, author, relationship expert, media contributor, blogger, speaker, and a performing songwriter for 28 years. My husband just learned that fact the other day. He figured out that connection and his mind was blown. She's the owner and executive director at Wasatch Family Therapy LLC in Utah. Julie's actually been on the show several times before too and has been a long favored guest and I'm so grateful she agreed to be back on today. You're going to hear in this episode uh, her answering your toughest questions about boundaries with loved ones, including why and how you need to set them, especially when it's hard.
Dr. Julie Hanks, it's great to have you back on About Progress. Thanks for the invitation, Monica. This is a topic that has been so requested, like in ways that I could not put it off anymore. We needed to talk about boundaries mm. and you are the person I've learned the most from about boundaries and how to wow. do it in healthy ways. I mean, I read a great book on it a couple of years ago by mm -hmm. Dr. Henry cloud. Mm -hmm. I believe yeah. bound is called boundaries. Yeah. Yes. It's called boundaries, Yes, but it's just, it's, I, I feel like it's a little bit trickier as mm. a woman. And mm -hmm. as a woman, we tend to be more tied to caretaking roles. And by that people, which mm -hmm. is often the people that we need to set the boundaries with. It's the people that are closest with us. And those are the hardest, hardest boundaries to tackle. Right. So, but let's start with just, this may seem so simple, but how would you define boundaries? I really like what Brene Brown has said about boundaries. It's what's okay and what's not okay. That's it. It's like, what's okay yeah. with me? What's not okay with me? And that's, that's the definition of a boundary. So it's not you getting on a megaphone and on a podium and shouting at everybody. It's, it's no. just, it can be internal. It's just this, what's okay. And what's not what, what I will tolerate, what I won't tolerate, what I will look for, what I won't look for, what I will say and not say what other people can say to me and what they can't say. Okay. And so a big part of setting boundaries is knowing that. <laughs> right. right. Which yes. And, and that is something that I learned in my work with women over the last few decades. And I go into that in my book, the assertiveness guide for women that you have to know your patterns mm -hmm. and your vulnerabilities in order to even know yourself enough to know what boundaries you need to set and where you need to be assertive. So we generally are not taught or socialized to think about and identify our own boundaries hmm. and women and girls are not usually praised for being independent or strong, or that's usually a masculine thing. And so, you know, we're at a disadvantage because of that, because many of us haven't really even asked ourselves the question, what do I want? Mm -hmm. And we've been, you know, like you said, we've been, we've been socially taught and maybe explicitly taught, mm -hmm. be nice, yeah. let it mm -hmm. go don't worry about it to just to accommodate. Right. And so you saying what's okay. What's not, I mean, that to me triggered right away women saying, I don't know. I don't oh, know what's okay. What's not. if I had a quarter for every time I heard that in my therapy office or like, I haven't, I don't know. I haven't even asked myself that I'm like, well, if you're not asking it, who is, who's going to mm -hmm. know that only you can know that for you. Why do you think women are afraid to know that? I don't think we're taught how. I think we have a fear of being selfish. Yes. Um, th that's like the worst thing a woman can be is selfish. And I'm like, hmm, is it really the worst thing? I don't know. <laughs> so I think there are just lots of uh, social things that, that kind of keep us from asking those things. Mm -hmm. beliefs about who we are and what our jobs are and, and what we're responsible for. And frankly, so many women are so overwhelmed with 
the day-to-day life that mm-hmm. there there's not a lot of room or they haven't created right the boundaries mm-hmm. to ponder those questions so even with that i'm thinking even even myself i can see that how i'm afraid of the fallout and i'm mm-hmm. also just so darn tired mm-hmm. like i don't want to have to deal with it yeah mm-hmm. and people so, don't like it all the time no yeah you like boundaries it's going to be exhausting to to work with so then why should like what's in it for them why should they want to have boundaries in their life if it is maybe exhausting or it's going to take effort or it's going to make some people unhappy why are boundaries good well everyone has boundaries so you don't really have to think about it i mean we all have things that are okay and that's not okay and sometimes those aren't healthy but we all have boundaries already but the reason we want healthy boundaries hmm. is so we, we can be emotionally mentally spiritually intellectually and socially healthy so we can thrive in our own lives and not be bogged down with resentment anger yeah resentment is the biggest clue at least for me personally and for a lot of women i've worked with if you are resenting something you need to set a different boundary So for women who are like, I'm ready to have a healthier life. I'm ready to Mm -hmm. have healthier relationships. Um, I'm, I'm ready to feel better in my day-to-day life. I'm ready to have more energy because my, my boundaries are, are not healthy. Mm -hmm. What can they pay attention to so that they can recognize, ah, this is where Mm -hmm. I need to work on having a healthier boundary. You said resentment. I'm sure there's resentment. Oh, there, there are lots of things. There are clues in your body. So stress, Mm -hmm. where do you hold stress? I hold it in my shoulders. So if my shoulders are really tight, I'm like, okay, I, I need to set boundaries and I need to focus on self-care. That's my clue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So everyone has physical, it might be headaches. It might be neck aches. It might be stomach aches. It might be yeah whatever grinding your teeth that's mine um yeah and so paying attention to physical physical cues is a big part of it but also emotional Hmm. right if if you are not excited about your life if there's nothing to look forward to if your needs are less of a priority than everyone else's needs. That's a clue. <laughs> yeah. Because your needs and wants matter just as much as anyone else's. And so if so, you notice, you, you know, cognitively that you, oh, I am putting myself below in terms of priority. Okay. Then that's another clue. Mm-hmm. So there are mental clues, emotional clues, physical clues. And that's partly how I decide whether I want to say no or not. It's like, oh, do, do I have a, uh, like a resistance in me okay. when I'm asked to do something? Or do I think, oh, you know, I'm going to regret this or mm. I'm going to resent this in the long run. Then that's good information. That's it's time to say no. It's time to set a boundary. Mm-hmm. To go along with all those emotional ones, I'm thinking of women who feel really overwhelmed if, mm-hmm. if that's your general state of being, mm-hmm. that's probably a good sign that. Yes, that's a great sign. Overwhelmed, stressed, anxiety. 
Anxiety can be just part of stress and overwhelm for sure. Mm -hmm. And saying yes. If you say yes, like 10 times out of 10, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that could be a sign too. there's certain times and certain settings where I find myself silencing myself Mm. and just showing up as a, as a little, a mouse, like just be quiet here. I feel like there's certain relationships Mm -hmm. that that really shows up in ways that surprise me. And I do not like, and actually that kind of segues to this, to the next part I want to discuss with you is setting boundaries within relationships Mm-hmm. that really matter. How do we set those boundaries when it's especially hard to do? Why is that the time? Why is that the relationship? Why is that the boundary that we must set when it's the hardest to do? Mm. So usually those are the relationships that are, that we're most dependent on. Okay. And so it's scary to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. If they're pulling away from us or rejecting us, it it feels threatening because it is threatening. Like we actually need those key relationships and we literally need relationships to physically survive. And so there's kind of this survival part of us that's like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to threaten this core attachment that I have that's really important to me Mm -hmm. and boundaries often feel like they're going to threaten that but the opposite over time is true not setting boundaries is what threatens relationships because then you can't have intimacy you can't Mm. be known yeah I was actually speaking to a friend about that just this weekend we were just discussing how overwhelmed she is with her life Mm. And how within her marriage, she feels like she has to carry the load of every, everyone and Mm. everything to protect her spouse Mm. from the stress Mm -hmm. and from the anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I see what you just described perfectly in her situation that in her attempt to keep the negative feelings away from her spouse, from her relationship, that's only exacerbating those feelings over time. And it's like, it's making it so they can't be close intimacy. Mm -hmm. Right. It, you, you, you risk, even though boundaries feel like that's the risk, not setting boundaries is actually the risk or not showing up with your voice and and your authenticity. You can't have a relationship with someone who won't show you what's important to them or who they are. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we can make that direct tie healthy boundaries create healthier relationships Mm -hmm. because intimacy, anything else I'm missing there? No, I think that's, I mean, I think that's the bottom, the bottom line. You can be known. Yeah. And that's what we all want. Okay. But, but sometimes we hide to Mm -hmm. preserve in an attempt to preserve the relationship. But the irony is that kills the relationship. The hiding is what kills it. Hmm. Oh, I hope women who are listening can just 
pay attention to that gut feeling, you know, yeah. of saying like, oh, I can see that now. I can see how this is hurting my relationships, whether it's with mm-hmm. a spouse or a sibling or a child or a friend or a neighbor, this is hurting the relationships. So for women who are ready to have the courage mm-hmm. to set healthy boundaries to Im- and improve their relationships, what does that even look like? Mm. So it depends on cluing into four things. Okay. What do I think? What do I feel? What do I want? What do I need? And all of those things matter. So being able to identify in, in a given situation or relationship, okay, what am I, what do I think about this relationship? Well, how do I feel about it? What do I want from this relationship? And what do I need from this relationship or from anything from my life or from just being able to answer those questions regularly mm-hmm. and frequently will give you that information of what boundaries you need to set or, and, and with, within boundaries, I'm also talking about making requests okay. of other people, not so just not saying just what's saying not no. okay. It's what I want. What, what is okay? okay. Please Ooh. do this or please. I, I know in my, um, in my marriage, I've through the years said, what I need to hear right now is blank hmm. in a way that's a boundary. That's what's okay. That's what I want. That's, you know, it's like, this is, this is what I want from you right now. I never thought of that, but it makes so much sense to me that setting boundaries is, is, is making requests. Right. That I want, (laughs) what do I, yeah. Think, feel, want, and need. And Mm -hmm. the, the want I think is the, the really tricky one. Mm. that a lot of women I've worked with have not asked themselves. It's like, it's off limits because that's selfish Mm. because it can't be about me because good moms sacrifice everything for their children or good partners sacrifice everything for their spouses. You know, just kind of those, those beliefs that, that we've been taught Mm. what you want really matters. And it matters because that's part of what makes you, you, and that's Mm -hmm. part of what makes you knowable to the people around you. It seems like in order to set those healthy boundaries, they need to do a lot of deep work then. Mm -hmm. Self-reflection. It's not like you have to do all this work before you start setting boundaries, right? We're already kind of telling people indirectly how what's okay and what's not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it does require consistent self-reflection and self-development. You know, and can that happen more intuitively over time? Or is it something that women need to get like a formed ritual or routine about it? Like, how does that, I mean, I'm just going to ask you, how does that work for you, that regular self-reflection? I think um, I've developed the skill of doing that. I think I, I have a self-reflective part of me that is interested in the intangible parts of my life. Yeah. So it's kind of being curious Hmm. about, huh, I wonder why I reacted that way. Huh? What, 
gosh, this feels really important. Or just kind of being curious about your internal world. And so often the external world is so loud and overwhelming Mm -hmm. that we don't take the time to ponder, to meditate, to get to know ourselves. So how that worked with me, I had a therapist who, when I was in my late teens, give me a homework assignment. I want you to do two things this week by yourself that you've never done before by yourself. And just get to know yourself on mm. like you would get to know someone else. So I went skiing by myself. Wow. And I went out to dinner by myself. Huh. And I had never done that, like gone to a nice dinner by myself. And notice what feelings come up, what thoughts, what worries, what anxieties. What and and so that. That's just a concrete example of something yeah. you can do is spend time alone, mm-hmm. like carve that out. I love that example because it is so practical. It's something you can say, all right, I can go on a walk by myself or I can go to a movie by myself or mm-hmm. something like that. It also is really enlightening to me because it's so clear that's time set aside from the responsibilities mm-hmm. from the noise to yeah. have that perspective. So you are just as important as the people you love. And you matter just as much. And so if they get time to themselves or they need a timeout or they need recreational hobbies or they need to continue learning or it's like you get that same Mm -hmm. permission. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. That alone is what changed my life. We, we call mm. it the do something less in our community, that just having that time away from responsibilities to, to uncover and discover myself is what mm-hmm. has led to every, all the work I do. So cheering that one on. So let's say women have done this. They've either taken the time and they've gotten the information mm-hmm. or they've been working on developing that skill of self-reflection and curiosity, and they know better now, okay, this is what I think, feel, want, and need. Mm-hmm. what is next? This is probably the hardest part yeah. beyond the self-reflection. So it's actually stating what your boundaries are, mm-hmm. what's okay. What's not okay. So you can set boundaries with toddlers. Hmm. I'm not okay with you screaming at me. You can say, mommy, I'm really mad at you. I want to go play, but you may not scream at me. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can, I mean, it's saying what's okay. What's not okay with partners. Um, I'm not okay with you having a night off to play basketball and I don't have a night off. So we need to change this. So we both have a night off every hmm. week. How are we going to do this? Hmm. So I'm not okay with this. It's, it's not fair. And this is what I want. I want a night off where you're in charge of the family responsibilities and I'm not. Okay. Or I'm not okay having sex when I don't want to have sex anymore or whatever it is with a friend. You know, I'm not okay um, having our, the bulk of our conversations be about you. Like Mm -hmm. I want some, I want more time in our conversations. 
Hmm. And I'm going to start inserting myself more, or, I mean, just there are just an infinite number of things. Yeah. That it just depends on what you think, feel, want, and need. And then like, how do you frame that? And a really helpful kind of a, a sentence stem that I use a lot is I feel hmm. blank. So you're feeling when you, their specific behavior, because I think hmm. blank. And then the request, it would mean a lot to me if blank. That's fantastic. So I feel hurt when you come home and immediately turn on sports, because I think I'm not important to you. Hmm. It would mean a lot to me if you would come home and take five minutes and talk to me about my day. I love that. It's so clear. Like it's just, it's so easy and so clear. (laughs) I think that also takes away one of the big hurdles is feeling like I'm going to make this person hate me because they're going to feel attacked. Mm-hmm. Or that I'm saying you're a terrible person. And or... sometimes we do attack. And and yeah. that's and that's why we get that. And some people have a hard time with boundaries and they tend to go to shame mm. when they get feedback. So that happens. That does. Yeah. Boundaries feel like you're saying that they're bad somehow. But I love that framework because it's not setting it up as. I'm going to shame you or blame you, but it is factual still. Right. It's the truth. So you can, that same message could be said, you always come home and just turn on the TV. I'm not important to you. You don't care about me. Mm -hmm. That is going to be met with defensiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And understandably so. Right. Right. Because it's, it's an attack. Mm -hmm. But if, if we can own what we think, feel, want, and need, that own it. Like this is our responsibility to express this and to say what we, what's okay. And what's not okay. It's not someone else's job. It's our job and own it. Hmm. That's the, that's the last step I think is, is the owning it part. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have two questions about the, you know, what happens after the stating it or even part of the state and that that's one of them. What about the owning it part? What does that look like when someone's does not respect it. They don't respect the boundary that you've set, whether it's a request or a limit or a no. Yeah. Let's get concrete. Do you have an example that you could? Well, let's, let's use the example you, you shared where it's the, the wife asking the husband to spend a little time talking to her when he gets home Mm -hmm. or when they both get home Mm -hmm. instead of going right to sports. And maybe he listens and he's like, okay. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they get combative. They have an argument, but whatever the boundary was set, But no matter what, how that conversation goes, they just keep doing it. Mm. So you have bigger problems in your marriage. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So if you make a totally reasonable, doable request of five minutes of connection and your partner does not respond to you, then you have a big problem. And that's when you need to call (laughs) <laughs> a therapist. A therapist. Okay. Yeah. Couples, yeah. couples counseling. Be, I mean, that's a, such a small request and it's so doable and we have DVRs. Okay. It's like we have the technology to, sure. to make this happen, but if they have so little regard for your requests, there are bigger problems. Okay. 
And that's when you need to get help. Yes. Um, so if yeah. they just forget, if they come in and they just by habit, turn it on, that's different than mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm not going to do what you want. I'm not going to connect with you. Okay. So say, say partner comes home, say he's a male, say he turns on sports and you, you go like, I need my five minutes. Yeah. You know, you can do something playful or cute. And if you have someone who's invested in the relationship, they will respond Yeah. to a little, like a little nudge, like, come on, remember, like, this is really important to me. Own it. This is important to okay. me. It's not, you're a bad person or you're mm -hmm. a horrible partner. It's, this is important to me. The way you communicate it, I think alone is a big difference in how I imagined boundaries being set and why I shied away from them in the past. Cause I thought mm. it only had to be do, done with a loud voice and firm words mm. and, um, just rig rigidity, I guess. Yeah. And, and what you're showing to me is love. Like it's, it's boundaries are loving. They're letting people in, hmm. giving them the opportunity yeah, to, come, to, to know come. you and to connect with you. Okay. This is what I love about the owning part. It's going to be so different, but no matter what owning can still be done in loving ways, whether it's a reminder, a, Hey, remember this. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, let's try it this week. Let's see how it feels or owning it is also maybe saying, this is what's going to happen if we're not prioritizing it's, right. it's another direction, right? Right. So, so what's the behavior or what's the consequence of someone not respecting your boundaries? So okay. what are you willing to do or not do if they don't? So um, let's think of a boundary that's a like, um, let's see. Okay. So let's use the example of, um, a partner wants a, wants a night off. One partner gets time for recreation. The other doesn't. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and you say, you ask for what you want. Like I, I would like a night off and they won't, they're like, well, no, I, you know, I work all day and blah, blah, blah. And that's, it's not my job. It's yours or whatever their story is. Mm -hmm. So then what do you do? Right. What are you willing to do? So if it's your job to get your needs met, you can say, okay, that's really hurtful. I feel under supported hmm. when you won't support me in the thing that I'm supporting you in, it feels unfair. And I think I'm not important to you. I need this. I'm going to make it happen without you by hiring a babysitter. And I'm not sure what the impact on our marriage is going to be because this is really painful for me. Hmm. Okay. That's a great example, especially because it's still, it's still not a, you're a terrible person, but it's still stating the facts and the truth. You know, it's like, this is my truth. Like this mm -hmm. is painful. I'm asking for three hours. Okay. And you know, and the fact that you won't, you know, or I mean, so say they're like, I'm, I'm dealing with the husband or partners dealing with depression and they don't have sure. it to give, or then you work it out, you work it out together. Well, how can we work it out? So I can 
have a night off? What do you, you know, and then you brainstorm it together. Yeah. And I love that element to me is probably the most important one. It's, it's communicating. It's, Mm -hmm. it's giving, making it a a real partnership so Mm -hmm. that together you can figure out how to make your relationship stronger. Cause I'm sure there are things that they need too, that we could do a better job of helping them meet. So what women will often do is go, okay, well, I don't need that. And then resent their partner, resent their kids, be irritable. They withdraw the need is what you're saying. They like, oh, they, I don't, they, I guess they I pretend they don't want it or need mm-hmm. it. And then they resent everybody around them and they're not happy, mm-hmm. loving people. Yep. I, I think we all know what that feels like. Right. I mean, we've all done yes. it like fine. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, everybody gets what they want. Then we become a martyr. Yeah. Everybody yes. gets what they want, except for me. Okay. I guess that's just my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Martyrdom makes everyone miserable. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I always remind myself. So, so having the courage to still speak up, to own the wants and needs. I mean, it, it does take courage, but it oh, still yeah. feels better. And it does better things for relationships in the long run mm-hmm. than being miserable and making everyone else miserable because of martyrdom. I feel like this is a long process. It's not going to happen in one day for any relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Even a friendship. One thing we haven't talked about about boundaries is that they protect you too. And they protect your physical self, or you can protect other people's physical selves. But for me, what I have to fiercely protect is my emotional energy and my creativity. Yeah. I choose to say no to a lot of things. I choose to have a lot of downtime so I can be good at what I want to be good at. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense to me. And I feel like there's women who are listening to you saying that and they feel resentful of you <laughs> and you're like, that's the sign. That's the sign. If you're resentful, if that you Julie resentful, says no to things, then that's a clue for you. Yes. Yeah. And, and this has taken me a lot of practice. I, I mean, I've that. been, I've been working on my self-development mm-hmm. for the better part of four decades. Yeah. Takes time. And there are skills that require practice and I've gotten better over time. And these are just skills that we're talking about that take yeah. practice and you're going to mess it up. You're going to say the wrong thing. And then you're going to have to repair it and say, you know, I really came at you in a, uh, an aggressive way. I'm really sorry. Sure. What I mean to say is this and, and repair it, have a do-over. We call it a do-over at our house R- or rewind, yeah. rewind. <laughs> That's not what I wanted to say. Let me say it again. <laughs> yep. And, and I, I love that permission. It's okay. You don't get it right. The first time or the first dozen times it's, it's going to take practice. Mm-hmm. I have one more question with you about boundaries in general. Do we always have to state the boundaries allowed? <laughs> Like, aren't there some relationships that we just can have an internal boundaries? Give me an example of what you're thinking. I'm thinking about 
if we know the boundaries will not be respected, Mm. we still need to be in relationship with these people in some Mm -hmm. way or another. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a topic of conversation Mm -hmm. as a boundary that you have. Yes. Like, I'm not going to talk about that with them. It's not safe. And they have to walk away when Mm -hmm. they bring this up. Yeah. So yes, boundaries can be just you inside knowing what's okay and what's not okay and knowing what you're going to do about it if that boundary is crossed. Hmm. So that to me gives me a lot of comfort because a big part of why I think women don't set boundaries is because they know with certain people, they won't be respected and it's not safe to even set the boundaries. But like we said, they still need to be in relationship, but there's still ways to support yourself. Mm -hmm. Maybe spending less time around them, maybe leaving the room when a topic Mm -hmm. comes up maybe switching the topic Mm -hmm. in general. Um, Or saying I will spend one hour a month with this person and that's it. So it can be a time boundary. It could mm -hmm. be an energy boundary. It could be a conversation boundary. And you, you need to know that you don't have to actually state it. You can, you can say, you know what, when you bring up whatever the, you know, politics, I'm going to excuse myself because I don't think it's productive and I'm uncomfortable or whatever you want to say, or just, I'm not going to participate. Or just having that that internal boundary of Mm -hmm. of just getting up and leaving, going to the bathroom. (laughs) I, I have some boundaries um, with certain family members when, when they talk about certain topics where I will not engage. I'll I'll listen, I'll listen, but I, I'm like, you know, if somebody wants to know what I think they can ask me directly, but I am not engaging in this. Because it's, because the other person wants to be right more than they want to understand. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not interested in those kind of conversations. (laughs) I'm interested in mutual understanding. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for sharing that example. And for also giving us permission to have those other types of boundaries that might be more internal, but just as important and how we can support ourselves through them. This was fantastic. I'm so glad that you took the time to be on, to share about your own expertise and what you, what you've worked on yourself, but also what you've helped so many women work on. I was wondering before we leave, if there's one small thing a woman can do who's listened to this whole conversation, just one small thing they can do to get started. What would that be? Reclaim your no. What does that mean? I mean, I think I know what it means, but I, it means give yourself permission to say no hmm. and start saying it. It's one of the f- very first words that children learn, hmm. right? It's, it's among yeah. what the top 10 <laughs> words they learn. Never thought of that, but yes, might be the first word for so some kids, right? No says I am me. Hmm. You are you. And I am different than you. So it's a way of distinguishing a self. So if you've let go of your no, you've let go of part of that. This is, this is me and that's you. There's probably a lot of unclear emotional boundaries too with that. So reclaim your no, give yourself permission to say no. And even if you feel guilty, feel the guilt and get curious about the guilt. Ooh, yes. Don't let guilt stop you from saying no. And one more thing, ask yourself, what do I want in my life? Because 
who else is going to know the answer to that? Mm-hmm. And it's no one else's job to get you that or to make those things happen. It's your job. Other people can support you and help you. But what do you want to create out of your life? That is your stewardship. That's your responsibility. It's not your kids. It's not your partner. It's not your parents. It's not your friends. So own it. Hmm. This is your life. That is one of my biggest missions is to help women get off from the sidelines of their own lives. Mm -hmm. And that to me was just the most powerful push that we all needed. So thank you. Thank you for living this out and thank you for teaching it and helping make it possible for us to do the same. And I want to direct people to your amazing podcast Ask Dr. Julie Hanks. It's a great Mm -hmm. podcast. I love that we get to hear from real women who are struggling with real things. Mm -hmm. And, and it's also like the perfect amount of time too. So (laughs) I didn't want to overwhelm. I'm like 20 minutes is perfect because you can, you know, while you're doing carpool or while you're, you know, folding laundry or, or on your break at work, you can just pop it in, listen to it, you know, and just, just, uh, enjoy. So my goal with the podcast is that even if you can't relate to the specific situation, you can take something away that will make your life better. Well, I know I do every single time, even if I don't have the exact same experience as someone else, I always learn something. Um, I also want to direct them to anything else that you would like to, whether it's your membership or your book, where, where should they yeah. go? There's one other so, place to start. Yeah. So the assertiveness guide for women, just Google it and it's on Amazon. Um, that's a book that I wrote with a lot of these concepts about boundaries and also some tools for that self-development that we talked about. And then my website is drjuliehanks.com, drjuliehanks.com. And I have a monthly membership where people can work with me. It's really affordable. Um, you get a good community of women who are working on the same skills and, and needing the same tools. And then at Dr. Julie Hanks on social media. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Hanks, this has been a joy to see you and to be able to talk about these things. Thank you very much. Oh, Monica, it's always a pleasure. Please have me back whenever you want. I, I love being on your podcast. Thank you. Now I'm going to like totally keep you to that. <laughs> oh, I feel like I <laughs> already do. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. I now want to share the progress pointers from this episode, and this is where I share the notes that you might have taken if you had a notepad and pen, and those of you who are on my Go-Getter newsletter will get this in a graphic form each week. Number one, boundaries are about what's okay and what's not okay. It's how you can have the vulnerability you need to form healthy, intimate relationships. Number two, To help form your own, get real about what you think, feel, want, and need. Three, communicate your boundaries with love and own them with courage. And number four, be open to practicing and developing this skill of setting boundaries. The do something challenge for this week is to reclaim your no. Like Dr. Julie Hink said, think of something that you can say no to that you need boundaries with right now in your life. And when you do that, make sure you email me, DM me, or tag me if you share it in your stories, and I will be able to spotlight you as a progressor spotlight. 
Those spotlights will now appear in our growth spurt episodes, which come twice a month. Was this episode helpful for you? If so, here are two free and easy ways you can help the podcast in return. The first is to share about the show. And again, if you're doing that on Instagram, you link and you tag me, then you will automatically get submitted into our monthly giveaway. And the second way you can help us is by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This podcast cannot grow without your help. Thank you so much for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Was this episode helpful for you? If so, here 